Hey, this is Scott from the Disney Cruise Line blog. I wanted to invite you to join us for the inaugural Disney Cruise Line blog group cruise aboard the Disney Dream, June 19th to 23rd, 2019. It is a four-night Bohemian cruise with two stops at Castaway Key. Additionally, we just announced the second DCL blog group cruise. Why would we announce a second DCL blog group cruise before we even embark on the inaugural group cruise? That's because we wanted to take advantage of opening day pricing. The cruise, February 20th, 2020, Disney Magic, Port Miami. It's a four-night Bahamian cruise from Miami, NASA, Castaway Key, and a day at sea. If you'd like to join us for either or Better yet, both of these sailings, head over onto the website and click on the DCL blog group cruise icon. There you will find all the information you need to join us by booking through Storybook Destinations, our travel partner for these group cruises. We can't wait to set sail on these two adventures with you. Welcome to the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. I'm your host, Scott, joined by Emily and Isabel on this timely trip report podcast from our seven night Mediterranean cruise this past June. The good news is, although we're a little bit late, it's still very fresh in our minds because it was so exciting and so impressionable. So this would have been the year that we would have spent the 10 days at St. John, but due to the hurricane, that wasn't the best idea for vacationing. So we didn't have a summer cruise booked yet. And the week that we were going to get on the magic for spring break in March, I happened to be sitting in Scott's office perusing um, Disney Cruise Line's website. That was the Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. Yes. So, yes, because I booked the med cruise on Monday and we left the following Sunday. (laughs) Anyways, uh, found a IGT rate, which was insanely cheap uh for the three of us so if you're not familiar with that igt is inside guarantee stateroom so you book it there's no refunds you pay in full at the time and they also do ogt and vgt which they didn't have they only had igt that's ocean view veranda and booked it uh with our travel agent and figured i would worry about airfare later um because the price was crazy and it was right after isabel got out of school so it was extremely inexpensive um for that cruise it was just around four thousand dollars for scott isabel and i um in the stateroom um, including taxes so we booked it and you don't get your stateroom assigned to you until about 12 days before the cruise um and like i said it is uh no refunds uh which is fine we it was kind of like a spur of the moment and scott i think he thought i was kidding (laughs) until i was like oh yeah no i really booked the cruise so that's that's how we got onto the Mediterranean cruise, um, kind of just the last minute. We always wanted to do one. We were kind of behind in the times, but um, just thought this was a good opportunity. So with that becomes, we need to get to Barcelona. And Emily did a great, great, fantastic job of finding some, you know, real cheap flights for us, which... Uh, Took us to JFK, Paris, and on to Barcelona. And after our trip to uh, Alaska last year, and my issues with customs and border and whatever, and they suggested we go for global entry, we, s- we did go and apply and get global entry over this last year, which I can tell you immediately made a difference when we went to 
MCO to fly out of Orlando. And we just got in that nice, I call it the best fast pass you can get in Orlando. It's the pre-check line at MCO. And what, I don't know, but the dropped our luggage off at the airport at the desk and we were through security within five minutes. Yeah. And I think Isabel was super excited and a little bit amazed too because MCO, if any of you guys fly in and out of there, it's a little bit wild and we all looked mm-hmm. at each other and including Isabel who's been in many airfare journeys with us, kind of like, why didn't we do this sooner? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll jump ahead. It was amazing coming back at the end, going through the global entry line. Once again, it was a relatively few-minute ordeal to get through. So if you, you're on the fence about even, you know, getting pre-check, I would mm-hmm. highly suggest going for it. Yeah, global entry includes pre-check. So. Yeah. Global entry, depending on how, how and where you travel, that's kind of up to you. But at the very least, glo- pre-check is the way to go, especially if you're flying out of MCO, you know, at some peak times, even though they claim they're trying to do get better from the general line but uh you know so much nicer just to skip that line and leave your shoes on yeah laptops in your bag all that fun stuff all right so our first day was you know flying you know across the world and uh said emily found some amazing flights which you know did require some more effort on our part having to connecting flights but it was worth it. Uh, we got to Barcelona. It was about a 30-minute traffic or a 30-minute uh, taxi ride for us. Uh, and we did get stuck in kind of like, I don't know if there's an accident or some real heavy rush hour traffic. But from where we, from the airport to the hotel, which we stayed at a hotel that's five minutes taxi ride from the port. You can see it. It's Eurostar's Grand, uh, Marina Grand. Uh, it's kind of right there down on the water. Of note, I did not get any um, deals, so to speak, on the hotel, except that I did book directly with the hotel. And at the time that I booked, um, all of the rooms that they have were the same price. That was from a junior suite to a city view suite to a regular room. Every single room that they had available was the same price. So I didn't tell Scott and Isabel, but I booked the most expensive room that they had because it was the same price as the others, which was just under $500. Now, normally we wouldn't spend that much at a hotel for one night, but it was very close to the port. Um, Barcelona books up very fast. When uh, I was starting to look in March and April, um, you know, there were listings that there was 85% of the city was booked. You know, there's a lot of hostels and things like that, which is fine. Um, but I wanted a place that was, you know, if we were going to stay there, we might as well stay close-ish. And it had a breakfast, which I like the places, makes it convenient for us. And since we got such a good deal on the cruise and the airfare, why not splurge a little bit on the hotel? And I'm pretty sure that the family was happy with my decision. It was an awesome hotel. We'll get more into that. Very nice it's room talk about the next you know the next day here but uh we uh i don't know what time did we get to what time did we land in barcelona like it was in the morning so we pretty much had a full day in barcelona and that's part of the reason you know emily liked this location for the hotel because we could go drop our stuff off 
and still be right there within walking distance to every, you know, the little, I don't know. The downtown. Downtown area. Yeah. Uh, Las Ramblas. So that's, that's kind of what we did. We got there. Uh, we went and dropped our luggage off at the hotel, did like a pre-check-in. Room wasn't ready, so we just went out. We walked around. We uh, had an awesome lunch at a place that was recommended to us. Yes, uh, someone uh, who had been to Barcelona a few times for some meetings told us, you know, hey, you got to go get tapas at this place. And um, it was a little bit further, but it was well worth it. Um, if you've seen our trip report, the joke was that we thought that the um, the wine prices, Scott and I got a glass of wine each, and I thought, man, these are pretty expensive. I looked at the... I thought it was the glass price. <laughs> it was the bottle price. Our glasses <laughs> of wine were like two bucks. <laughs> so um, Isabel enjoyed it too. We got a whole bunch of different tapas. Um, there were shrimp and cheese and peppers, and it was super great. The whole thing was only like $34, and we got a ton of food. So yeah. um, very, very awesome. Loved walking around the city. It's definitely a place we'd want to go and spend more time in. For sure. It was awesome. The uh, Along our walk, we uh, ran into the Barcelona Disney store, which had some you know, uh, unique Barcelona items to it. Logo or name we items. We picked up some uh, wine and champagne to take on the ship with us because mm-hmm. there were some stores there. Um, we got to see one of the cathedrals, but there's one that we didn't get to see, which was the Segunda Familia, yeah. I think. We missed that one, but we saw one of them. Um, Being so that we flew you know, from Florida to Barcelona and then immediately went out and about, we were... Running on empty, so to speak, and we... But hey, when you get back to your hotel and you check in, they meet you with a glass of cava. Yeah. They... So, got they back to the hotel. Was gorgeous. Got back to the hotel, checked into our room, you know, went up to the... Check out the pool area. We did plan on swimming, but the pool's not heated and it's on the rooftop. And Barcelona does not have the temperatures that we are used to and although it was warm walking around the city the unheated pool was frigid very yeah <laughs> isabel put one toe and was like i'm good thanks though she gave it a try sure she, did but and uh we spent the rest of the afternoon kind of you know unpack you know slight unpacking just kind of resting and we went down and had like some more tapas at the hotel bar and some wine and that was about it. I think about six o'clock, we were all fast asleep, six o'clock in the evening. And we all slept for a good solid 12 hours. The next uh, next morning was embarkation day. So Emily got up and what did you do? Run the, on the treadmill? The yeah, I went up to the gym, but I took you with me because I knew you'd want to get yeah. some shots of the... Of the magic because yeah, she was there and you could see it from the top floor. You can see the port and see the magic. Uh, a little, a little earlier in the day or morning, could have woken up and actually watched her, the magic arrive. But you were too tired. It was the bed was very comfortable. <laughs> they had a pillow menu. Yes, they had a pillow menu, and they had a Mickey Mouse pillow on the list as well. But we did not ask for any. I mean, this room was humongous. It was yeah. a, a bathroom, a half bathroom. Two bathrooms, yeah. 
I mean, a TV room, like a lounge area with a pull-out couch. I mean, it was balcony. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, there's a whole... Isabel had a queen-size bed to sleep in that was separate. It was like a pull-out couch, but they made it up mm-hmm. for us, and it was separate. I mean, it was gorgeous. Did you there's sleep good, Isabel? Yes. And you enjoyed the hotel as well? There's a whole entire... We did a whole review of the hotel and room over on the website that we'll I'll link to here in the show notes. The uh, We had uh, another one of the big perks of the hotel was the included brunch, <laughs> which, you know... Uh, continental breakfast. It was early. Yeah, yeah it was. Con- it was called a continental breakfast. Yeah, we we rope dropped it. Yeah, as the but you never do. know what you get when it says continental breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. Europe has not let me down yet, Scott. We're right. two for two. Copenhagen was pretty darn impressive, but this one, wow. Isabel, tell everyone what your favorite thing was on that. Churros and Nutella. And pancake machine. The pancake machine. <laughs> you push a button, you get a pancake. It Push was the so button cute. again, you get another pancake. That yeah, was adorable. Self-service espresso machine. Self-service espresso. Get it to go. They also had a um, mimosa bar, also red wine, white wine. Self-service. Self-service. <laughs> um, the other thing was, I mean, that aside, though, the food, the amount of food that we had. There, Charcuterie. I mean, it was crazy. They had a whole gluten-free section. There were breads and danishes and donuts and... The cheese and salads and Scott Scott did a good job with pictures of everything, but um, man, this was definitely worth. If we would have went somewhere, you know, thinking of being on property, Disney property, even comparing it to the California Grill brunch, they only had about California Grill brunch probably only has a third of what that had, and less the entrees, less the entrees, and I think that this probably would have been about a two hundred dollar meal here stateside, wouldn't you say? I mean, especially with the self-service espresso with machine. Between the espressos and the wine and mimosa. And, and all the shark. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it was crazy. Hot foods, eggs. It was crazy. But we, we. And it was all good. It wasn't. Right. Brie, 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 brie. I mean, and yeah. take it to go. And. You yeah. get Manchengo in Spain. It's a lot different than Publix. Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. So that was, we were. That was impressive. Let's just say that that was impressive, uh, to say the least. We had a lovely experience. Even Isabel could get decaf. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, there were people there. There was self-service. I mean, at one point they were like, do you, you know, do you want us to get you a coffee? But Scott and I were, I mean, between coffee and wine, it's kind of funny. It's like uppers, downers, uppers, downers. And it was delicious. Yeah, Barcelona, I mean, Barcelona was, our time, our short time in Barcelona was pretty great. I said, we would like to go back sometime just to spend some more time in the city there. Definitely one of my favorite cities. See museums. Yeah. Go to the places that we should have went to, but we didn't because. And the good thing about Europe too is you're, you're eating the stuff, although it's mostly, I mean, it's mostly proteins, Mm -hmm. but. You know, you're eating this stuff, but you're walking everywhere, too. So, you know, you don't it's not like here where you, you know, would go to the homecoming brunch and then you get back in your car. Not at all. I mean, you're you're all over the place. So it's great. It's great. So after breakfast, we were kind of all kind of packed. We're kind of eager to get going in a way. And so we just kind of got packed up and 
and kind of looked at, it was only about 9.20 or so, so we just decided to go down. Uh, we got a taxi over to the port. We figured, you know, we're just going to stand around here staring at the wall, so why don't we just go stand in the line at the port, sit on a bench or something, terminal. Um, yeah, so but we wanted to be there first. Yeah, and so we got the, it was only a five-minute taxi ride, and I think it's like, what, maybe a mile walk if you really, really wanted to. Uh for you'd have to go over this bridge and stuff yeah. but why would you want to we didn't want to yeah. haul our luggage and yeah. we're not that cheap no we can we can do it so we get our goal was to be one of the first to the terminal to get into the terminal because we wanted to inquire about upgrading at the port and i don't know we got there maybe what 9 35 and the terminal didn't open until 10 30 uh we were we were assigned uh, your typical deck two room, um, inside stateroom, and we had had uh, a deck two ocean view before um, on the Magic and did not have a good experience, so I was kind of nervous about that, plus um, had never inquired about upgrading before, so thought it would be something to try to do. Yeah, we got a good price on the cruise, yeah. good price on the airfare, so why not inquire within? And I don't know, we were... We weren't the only family there. I think we ended up being maybe the third or fourth family in line. Yeah. Uh, 1030, they let us in, and we went into the concierge and platinum line and saw the sign, and there it was. was confirmed. Captain no upgrades Mickey, available. <laughs> your ship is full. So, eh, But the tried. port area of Barcelona is cool. They've got some duty-free shops, uh, you know, where you can get cigarettes or wine or what have you they have a little gift shop there was some soccer stuff barcelona shirts um what isabel got something what did you get didn't you get a fan bed yes yeah so she you, they had stuff there jewelry um any last minute sundries that you might need which would be cheaper there than on the ship so you know if you wanted snacks or something like that medication um they had what was it three or four different shops there scott yeah there's like a t-shirt, like, you know, that kind of yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. So that was... There was the cool duty-free stop and then the sundry shop and maybe one of the smaller, like maybe smaller liquor, yeah. a convenience store kind of thing. Get some snacks. Uh, they started boarding at 11.45. It was a typical embarkation day for us. You know, lunch, walk around the ship, drop off our, li- you know, carry on luggage in the stateroom, mustard drill, sail away party, uh... That kind of stuff. I won't get into details because there's a lot to talk about, you know, itinerary wise and reports. So uh, if you've followed along with our trip reports, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Even though we were one of the first uh, to the port, it's, we did not get our luggage and t- our luggage was not delivered to the room until sometime mid uh, sail away party. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of behind the eight ball getting ready for dinner. But uh, everything did arrive. So that's always a sigh of relief it was interesting because this was the summer of duplicate shows on the ship and right away with the sail away party uh darren our cruise director gave us the uh company line of how it's to help everybody you know ease their schedules in and you know see what they want to see on their you know a little more of their own schedule inside of cramming everything in every day by but in reality it was you know, making more work, at least in my opinion, was making more work for the, you know, the cast of the Walt Disney Theater, the more shows, the extra shows, and 
don't know. I think about that. I didn't really like is putting the uh, variety acts in the smaller venue like Fathoms there on the Magic, where if you don't get there early, you might get a seat where you can't really see. And I've been, you know, people have told me on the uh, Dream and Fantasy when it's like in the Tube Revolution, it's even uh, worse of a situation. Well, don't you remember when we had to watch the Juggler in the D Lounge yeah, and he couldn't hit in the ceiling? Kept hit, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like. So it's, I think where it impacts a lot of the variety acts because they're doing kind of a, you know, augmented show or not a, you know, an altered show in a smaller venue. And, you know, the seating isn't necessarily the best as it would be in the theater. But multiple times during this cruise, we were, it was told to us, you know, this is a fantastic idea that we're doing and this is why we're doing it. This is why it's good for you. And fast forward to this fall, they're back to not doing that. And I can only assume it was guest feedback. Anyway, that was, you know, that's going to do it for embarkation day. That was, you know, dinner, bed, get ready for the, get ready for the cruise. I don't think we did much of anything. No, because we had a sea day the next day. It's always good stuff. So, yeah, our next day was the first day of actual cruising, day two of the cruise. Uh, we spent at sea. We sailed due east, straight across mm-hmm. to Italy. Uh, it was one of those that and we had a great weather, sunny day. It was a pre-planned day to relax and kind of hang out at the pool because, you know, when you're looking ahead at the rest of the cruise, it's going to be a busy port-intensive uh, vacation for us. So I wouldn't take advantage. It was an awesome day, so hung out at the pool. Uh, had lunch at Pinocchio's, which was awesome because they had a butternut squash pizza. Yeah, I was excited. I think also it was good. Yeah, it was nice to see them have something other than, you know, cheese and a variation of cheese, which is cheese and pepperoni. And I made sure to tell them when we went up there. I was like, you know, thank you guys for offering something different. And I don't know. In all, we watched three movies up on the pool deck. Yeah, we had a good on day. On first day. Isabel had a, you know, little spa moment. Well, we decided to... Um, I've only used the spa for working out. Never had a massage or anything there. Uh, Scott either. Rainforest room. It's still on our list to do, but we always still do things as a family, so we haven't done that, but... Just on a whim, went up and, you know, asked um, how much it was to polish, to do a nail polish. And not a manicure for, you know, Isabel, but in what the age was. And she said, well, any age. And, you know, this is how much it is. And so she got her, uh, I signed her up to get her fingers and, and toes done. And they they worked her in. You know, they, the, the gal that was actually doing the scheduling worked her in. So we checked her in and let her go, let her pick out her own stuff and, you know, told her we'd be back afterwards to, you know, uh, pay. But mm-hmm. they ended up letting me pay first so that she could just do her thing. So, Isabel, do you want to talk about that? How was your experience? Very nice. It was very nice. She had, she felt like a big girl in the spa getting her nails done. How long did that nail polish last? Let's talk about that. Oh, very long. I, I think it was a gel. But are, we're talking like end of July, right? Oh, yeah. It. I've never seen nail. I mean... It wasn't so fully on. But, but for pools and water parks that we go to, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, beach time. So it was So yeah, she got her nails done and it was a nice little nice little thing. 
Would you go again? Yes. Well, there you have it. Seal of approval from Isabel. So, after our uh, very strenuous day of watching movies and getting our nails did. And eating pizza. And eating pizza. We headed to Fathoms for the 2 o'clock uh, ventriloquist show, John Kimmons, which, I don't know, it was, it, Fathoms was, uh, by the end, it was about 80, 90% full. Yeah, it was pretty busy. They definitely packed it in for a variety act, which was awesome, and he was awesome. There was this dad from the audience that could pulled up as part of the guest participation part at the end, and, you know, he was the ventriloquist dummy for uh, the, you know, the grand finale and the guy just... <laughs> oh, that was a hoot. We were laughing for a long time. Sometimes guest for participation doesn't really go over so well. Sometimes it does. You'd never know. This was probably one of those, you know, once it hit a home run. It was great. and Definitely go back to see John Kimmons act in the future. Uh, after some travel, day at the pool, embarkation day, we decided to get, you know, go do some laundry just to get, you know, a fresh start for our port day. Well, plus this is the day that we knew that the later in the cruise it would be harder to, to do. And believe it or not, there were a lot of people already doing laundry. People are getting hip to doing the laundry on these cruises, let me tell you. It's, it's, uh, it has become a... The place to be, and with the new laundry system that they have, it's, it tells you, you know, how many washers and dryers are open on the little display. Uh, what do you call that? Display panel, control panel, and the laundrette. Uh, it'll tell you, you know, availability in the other laundry rooms on the ship, so you don't have to run around trying to find something open. And best of all, it now will alert you via the navigator app and also the wave phone that your cycle's done so if you forget to set that timer or make a mental note of what time you need to get back there for your clothes you get that nice little reminder and i think overall you know the experience on this cruise that helped a lot i didn't i didn't see nearly as many times where clothes were abandoned in the washer or dryer and you know or laundry thrown on the table because somebody never came back in a timely manner so it was definitely an improvement. Now, also, if you buy, you can buy laundry tokens. Uh, say you go in there and you want to buy ten laundry, ten, I don't know, tokens mm-hmm. for wash and dry. Uh, me, Scott, but Emily or Isabel being in the same stateroom could use those as well because you're more or less buying credits towards to your stateroom, not an individual. So. That makes it easy if somebody else wants to run down, you don't have to pass your card off or, you know, buy a new token there. Um, And say you do buy 10, I was still buying tokens, you know, I'd buy two at a time, one for for each washer when I got there. So I just had the dryer. But if you don't use, say you buy a bunch of them at the beginning of the cruise and you don't use them all, they're refunded at the end of the cruise. So it's just a... Nothing lost. It's definitely an improvement in the laundry room area but, uh, it was formal night we had dinner in Rapunzel, Rapunzel's royal table and after our first dinner experience at Rapunzel's on the five night where you know it was kind of 
the entire the full show uh, on these longer sailings that split between a thug menu and the lantern menu. But the thug menu is a little less Rapunzel. And then the lantern uh, night is the birthday celebration. But I love the thug menu. I mean, it was fun. Uh, yeah. Rapunzel's is great. R- Rapunzel's and Tiana's are just awesome venues. They're really great. And my favorite part of the thug menu, the candle napkin is in use. The only one you remember how to make. I and Isabel, she's a candle napkin fiend. I make candle napkins at every restaurant I go to now. It's something I learned on a cruise years ago. I did napkin napkin when they folding. still did napkin folding. I love that little uh, activity on a sea day. Well, they still do towel folding. Yeah, but towel folding, napkin folding, you can impress, you know, anybody at a dinner. True story. Your family and friends. I've got more dinner guests than I have overnight guests. Do nice towel animals on the bed. Anywho. It was, we called it a day, you know. Our totally relaxing day was meant to get us ready, recharged after the travel to Barcelona to get ready for our port intensive cruise. And on our first port day, we were in Naples, Italy, the home of pizza. So naturally... Everyone wanted to go to Capri. It's called Capri, Scott. Capri. Thank you. It's beautiful. You wouldn't know. We've only seen it in pictures. Yeah. Because <laughs> we decided, or I shouldn't say we decided, the family. No, let's backtrack. <laughs> so basically, I said, Isabel. Here are our ports in Italy. Here are what we are doing. What is the number one thing you want to see? She said, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Scott, what is the number one thing that you want to see? And he said pizza. (laughs) But he wanted to make pizza. Perfect. So we made sure that Isabel got to see what she wanted to see. Scott got to do what he wanted to do. And... I did look, you know, we are very well versed on doing all of these. Um, by the way, yes, there was. What did Emily want to do? And it was go to the city of Ez. So <laughs> I wanted to go there, too, so it doesn't really count. But, you know, it wasn't like just what did Scott and Isabel want. There, we are very well versed in booking our own tours. And so I scoured and scoured and scoured and looked for a tour to Capri Um on our own, taking hydrofoil boats, but everything was a full day, um, you know, an eight hour day. And so we weren't able to find something that was half day at Capri because uh, you want to go there and come back because it's farther um, and then make pizza. So um, we decided on, I don't want to say settled, we decided on um, pizza making and then touring Naples. So, um, I booked, I booked a uh, pizza making lesson uh, via Chow Florence is the website. Scott can link it in the show notes. Um, and then, you know, it was I. What was it like? Eleven thirty or something like that. So we just started walking around Naples. We we ex- we walked around Naples as independent guests. Oh yes, that Darren calls it independent guests. We it was very distinct between. Port Adventure, 
guest an independent or is I'm sure reading between the lines, those of us that are risking life and limb ashore by not paying for a Disney port adventure. I don't know. It seemed to just be real heavy on the statement multiple times on the cruise. Uh, we were fine. I know. There was no issue. Yes. Even though Rick Steves may have warned you about pickpockets in Naples. By the way, that the Rick Steve Mediterranean ports guide, it's the first time I've got a Rick Steves book. Wow. Just want to throw that out there. It's, I got it off Amazon. It was probably the most helpful tour book I've ever gotten for any of our cruises from Norway to Iceland to um, Alaska. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't gotten them before, but um, I didn't read it cover to cover. I just kind of glanced at our ports and things, and but it was it was very helpful. So we can get to that later. But anyway, Scott, talk about your pizza. Well, after walking around and little alleys and shops and whatnot, we uh, gosh, the food, sandwiches, all those little shops we passed. It is crazy. Italy's amazing. Pasta. Eating vacation. Sandwiches, pizza. Um, Aperol spritzes on We're every like corner. I mean, it was just limoncello, wine. It was just oh, like every other shop. Gelato, gelato, gelato. Like we were going to make pizza, so we didn't get anything. But we we were marveling at all this stuff. Even Isabel was like, "Wow, this is this is neat." So we made it along to uh, Anare Trattoria Pizzeria for our. Uh, pizza making course and uh our pizzolo Gennaro kind of welcomed us into his uh pizza kitchen kind of showed us around gave us uh the basics he started with telling us how we make how they make the dough everything like that you know the preparation how uh then uh and it is warm because there's a big pizza oven there 300 degrees Celsius. So you're going to get a little sweaty. Yeah, it was it was hot. As Isabel found out when she had to take a little break and go sit over by the you know, door with a glass of water. <laughs> but man, this was place okay. was awesome. We were the only ones there because we were there right when they opened. We got there so early that they weren't ready for us yet. So, so of course, being Scott and Emily, we had a glass of wine each. Uh, Isabel had some water or something like that. Water. And... Um, highly recommend this. This was amazing. They spent so much time with Isabel. Um, he even made him a pizza a heart. I mean, they helped her. They let her put the use the peel to put it. I mean, it was. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it was it was great. And if it's if going to Naples and wanting to make pizza is something you'd like to do on a cruise, I highly recommend doing something like this. You know, kind of finding it on your own versus like a Disney port adventure. So primarily because of it was just us, the three of us in this restaurant. Uh, with the, we didn't have to, you know, we didn't. It's it was like family going to, owned. Yeah, it was like going to this family's restaurant and we didn't have to that whole, you know, there are 30 people in this port adventure and we all have to wait our turn kind of thing. And it's all rushed. This was take your time, you know freely giving out his recipes you know took the time to you know really involve Isabel in this which was really awesome because at first they were concerned because of the you know intensity of the oven but they're like as long as you guys are cool and she's cool you know 
she got to make her own pizza. She got to, and finally at the end, they did kind of let her play around the oven. And it, the pizza was in a heart. Yeah, they made they made her pizza into a heart. It's Europe. Yeah, it's not like in the U.S. where they would have been like. So, I, I found it. It really turned out to be an awesome experience because it, it was such an intimate experience with just the f- really four or five of us that were in that room. You know, we all got the you know hands-on experience, and then we got to eat. And, they gave and what I didn't drink. know was that it also included an appetizer, which. If you're a fan of bruschetta, this is like nothing you've ever had in the States. Those tomatoes are, taste like something sweet. I don't, I can't even explain it. It was insane. Um, and dessert, which we, we didn't... Some sort even, of pie or tart. Yeah, we didn't even realize because we had pizza. I wasn't even hungry. Like, it was crazy. Well, on top of that, while we were sitting there drinking the wine when we first got there, I got a phone call, and it happened to be... The tour operator who we booked through, they were they had a car waiting for us at the port to bring us over there, which, you know, even going back through the emails and stuff and the booking information, we still didn't see any, you know, that Mm-mm. is part of it. You know, the th- we thought it was meet at the restaurant, which was yeah. fine because it wasn't far. But, but we also wanted to I didn't want to wait at the ship. I mean, looking back, they were going to pick you up at 1130, but. You have you get there at like seven or something mm. crazy. We didn't want to sit and wait at the ship and then go all the way back for them to bring us all the way. So it ended up working out fine. Mm. We were there. You prepay for it, so it was fine. But yeah, I'm, I was just kind of saying that give it at, what we did added value in that. You know, we didn't know about it, but it was still pretty awesome because it, it it was a walk from the port. So, but we got to see places, the oh, yeah. shops, and you know, it was part of our exploring Naples. So we didn't mind that at all. That's if you're not into walking around, just know that what we will link to, if it's still being offered in the same, did include transportation to the restaurant. After after that, we, uh, I mean, we made we all made pizzas, so we had three pizzas, the appetizers, uh, and the dessert, and we left with a box of pizza that we're like, all right, I didn't realize we were gonna have this whole extra pizza worth of food to take around. It's not like I'm just going to go home and throw it in the fridge. Uh, so we, I, I, I carried it around. We passed it off throughout the day. You know, who's going to carry it for a little bit uh, as we walked around Naples. Our next uh, stop in Naples was the Naples Archaeological Museum. Archaeology? Archaeology. Archaeology Museum. It's got a, it's got a better uh, local name, but I'm not even going to try it. Uh, it was 12 euros for adults and children under 18 were free. And they let us check our pizza. Yeah, they w- you have to, it was a museum, you got to, you know, they had complimentary lockers for your bags. And uh, they also gave us a little, you know, tag to check our pizza, which was great. Uh, the museum was full of artifacts, primarily uh, gigantic sculpt, you know, sculptures from Pompeii and the Herculean. Roman. That were, <laughs> I can't say these words. Isabel w- is um, very interested and has always enjoyed the Greek gods. So this was interesting for her because the kind of the Roman counterparts were there and some of the Greek gods. So, um, you know, it was something that all of us enjoyed. And it was a large museum. And, you know, we walked around again, not being on a Disney excursion at our leisure. 
Um, you know, you could go to the things that you wanted to go to and spend some time and you can blow through things that you, you know, weren't as interested in. And Did we even know we were going to this or did we just stumble upon it? No, no. No, well, we knew. We knew. Okay. I d- can't remember. Most of the items in there were recovered when Pompeii was excavated in the 1700s. I mean, some of these were, I don't know. Old. No, how how big. Oh, huge, like yeah. Two stories. Big and also old. Yeah, wow. And some nice mosaics. I mean, I'm mm. just I'm just standing in front of these like, how did somebody create this with the rudimentary tools of the time? You know, and see how they do it now with, you know, power tools and precision and stuff. But man, that's impressive. Uh, and unbeknownst to us, you know, at the time, and there was kind of a Star Wars exhibit. It wasn't really Star Wars. It was more of a comparing mythological ancient heroes to Star Wars characters uh, exhibit they had going on, which was cool. And they also had some uh, replica Star Wars vehicles kind of in the internal, uh, what's the grass area? The courtyard? Courtyard. There you go. So that was a neat little kind of Disney-esque touch that we stumbled upon in that tour. I mean, all in... All in all, walking around Naples, we clocked like eight and a half miles. Oh, yeah. We were tired. So, you know, that was back to the ship. Isabel had room service and, you know, kind of bounced between the edge and the lab, Oceaneer Lab and Oceaneer Club because she's at that, you know, crossover age where she's able to go to all three of those locations for the short time. Uh, Emily and I went to Palo. We had a nice uh, sail away view of Mount Vesuvius. Good dinner. Yeah, we did. We had a nice time. After dinner, we uh, Emily and I went over to Cove Cafe, and we decided to tr- or Emily decided to try the Mocha Pot experience. And if you if you own a mocha and pot. And why did I try it, Scott? Because it's... Bloggable. Bloggable. But it, when we first saw it, you know, back in the spring, we're like, oh, this is cool. I, we, we use a mocha pot at home here and there. Uh, we thought it was... Coffee. coffee. We thought it was coffee, Scott. <laughs> so the mocha pot is actually fairly labor intensive for them, um, you know, because they're... Mixing and mixing stuff in one thing, making whipped cream, all kinds of stuff. So well, right there, first of all, it's not a mocha pot. It's not coffee. No, it's a cocktail. <laughs> and I was, I asked the gentleman. I said, I'm very concerned that this is going to be too sweet because for you guys that are readers, you know that you know Scott and I are not the cloyingly sweet drink kind of fans. I am forever trying to get them to hold things and add club soda or you know to to make things not to be sweet. So. The guy's like, no, no, you know, you will enjoy it. Well, it's basically rum and a bunch of liqueurs. So they take, um, they do take uh, espresso. They shake it with rum, which is a good rum. Seven-year-age um, rum. Yeah, it's good. Kahlua um, and a little bit of Hershey syrup. Then they put whipped cream and they flavor the whipped cream with rum chata and Grand Marnier. I am not a rum chata fan, this this was something special. 
Um, then they also give you um, some chocolates. So you're supposed to drink this and try the chocolates um, with it. So the cocktail, they pour it into the glass, they top it with the whipped cream, and then they give you the rest in the mocha pot, which is separated into two, whipped cream in one side and drink in the other. This was delicious. I don't even think I enjoyed it because I drank it down because it was delicious. Um, very good combinations. That flavored whipped cream is delightful. Um, highly recommend it. It was, it was well worth it. So, um, yeah, that's, we ended our evening. It's kind of funny because <laughs> we're kind of getting to the ages where Isabel, we get back to the room and Isabel's not back yet or, um, you know, it's kind of a change from where it used to be, where we used to go pick her from the club. And so it's kind of an interesting new way for us to cruise, which is nice because she can go and enjoy her, her stuff. Um, but we knew it was going to be yet another um, early morning. And, you know, I, even with all the walking and um, walking <laughs> that we do in the ports, I, I still get up and, and hit the gym in the morning. So, um, in these ports, you're there like 7 a.m. So, um, you know, it's we want to get the most of our experience. So we went to bed and then we were excited because the next day was going to be Roma. Or Shirvecchia. <laughs> if I'm saying that remotely in the ballpark. Shirvecchia. It's uh, the port that is the conduit to Rome. Rome's 90 minutes away. So... I can't tell you anything about the port, you know, port area, you know, outside of the concrete walls. Uh, we just drove pot, drove through it. I know there was, I believe there were shuttles to Shitavecchia's town, little town center, if you wanted to go shopping or the shops over there, or restaurants. But I don't have, we don't have any. We didn't go there, so can't say anything about it, uh, because really, the draw to this port of call is Rome, and. It's one of those you need to have some sort of port adventure or prearranged transportation to do that because pretty much everybody's getting off the ship and looking for their name on a sign or following the port adventure sign number to their bus. Because and, and this is where I uh, this is where I'm going to credit Rick Steves for the um, the amazingness of this because through him I found this the tour company is called Can't Be Missed Tours and. Looking back, they do them in other cities as well. So we could have booked something in Naples. They would have gone to Capri. Um, I believe they emailed us about... Let us know about different places. But um, the way that it was in the Rick Steves book, though, they've updated it. So it used to be that you took public transportation, um, which basically you took the subway, their version of the subway, the train. Um, you know, you, you got transportation to the subway, or I'm sorry, the train, and then they met you... Um, at one of the train stations on the outskirts of Rome, and they took you to these places. But um, they've now updated it so that they they pick you up at, at the ship. It's the same price. So um, it basically hit all the things that are the high points in Rome. So it took you to the Vatican. It took you to the Colosseum. Um, you know, it took you to the Fountain of Four Nations, the Trevi Fountain. It took you to those, it took you to the high points in Rome, and it was extremely cost-effective, fantastic. 
I would have no problem taking this tour even again and seeing some of the same stuff, some other, I mean, it was, I don't know, what did you guys think? Well, I thought it was fantastic. And going back on the fa- the cruise Facebook group, who did basically the Rome tour through Disney that was the equivalent of this, people were livid well, about that experience. For the Just real quick to... Disney does offer a tour um, which is similar and I didn't look for this Disney tour. Um, I I didn't even pay attention to it I, because I, this Rick Steves book, this sounded great. The so, Best of Rome, CV25. So um, we did when we got on the ship, we grabbed the Port Adventures book uh, that they give out the flyer. And the Best of Rome... Um, so this was to break it down and it's on our, it's on our trip report, but this tour was 109 euros per person. You had to pay to get into the Vatican, which was 26 euros per adult, 17 euros for children, 18 and under. Um, so the total was 396 euros, which is about 463 us dollars. You had to get your own lunch, um, and gelato, which was, geez, nothing for us. I mean, it was like under 40 bucks. Um, we were picked up at 8 a.m., dropped off at 5.15, all aboard at 6.45, because I know people get super nervous about this stuff. Um, so DCL's tour is called The Best of Rome and is, wait for it, $395 per person over the age of 10. So you're talking for the same tour, which includes lunch, okay, I mean... That's $1,200, guys, $1,200, and we paid under $500, $1,200. It doesn't include the Pantheon, um, and you go in the Coliseum, which we could have paid extra to go in, but the line was insane, and they were having a concert, and they said that at any time the um, that the band... Who was it, Scott? It was none other than... Uh... My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North. General of the Felix Legions. Loyal servant to the true Emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Father to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. His band or something was doing a exactly. concert. So, but, but anyways, you know, yeah. you, I realize that there are listeners out there and readers that would absolutely never not book a DCL tour. And that's fine. Perfect. I totally get it. Scott was like that for the first free cruises we went on. But for those of you that are willing to do that, look at the difference. And I got to tell you, I, our tour was great. We had a driver, we had a tour guide. Um, it was, I don't know. I thought it was, it was like a perfect day. It was a perfect day. So Scott, let's talk about the tour. So, like I said, it's a 90-minute drive. I think, or give or take, there may be about 20 people all together in our group, bet- mixed between two to three vans. Three. Three vans. Uh, so maybe four families. Um, and so, you know, we got picked up right at the port, you know, steps from, you know, the security gate there uh, to get on the ship. By... Um by local i mean they got the tour driver was a local Mm -hmm. they tell you i mean i know that people are like oh my god the traffic they tell you about that in advance and because they're local they know how to deal with the traffic and they time plan for it so 
um, not ever was a worry that we would miss the ship or none of that was did ever go through our head. So and so it's a ninety minute drive and it was a private van, nice Mercedes van, mm-hmm. easy ride. We were with one other family. One other family. Uh, we our first stop. You know, once we got into the Vatican City area and you know Rome, Vatican City traffic was bumper to bumper and crawling at best so like i said that's why it takes a a while but we our driver dropped us off 50 yards at least if that from the vatican museum's entrance where we were introduced to our tour guide for the day who's part of the group we you know he just didn't come to the port and you know he all he handed us these little devices with a headphone so he can talk in his microphone and you know we can hear him in our ear so you don't have to shout you know with all the people around as long as you're within 100 yards uh this is very common in the area these two are uh communication devices yeah you pick up what channel that they're going to be it's great and so we could hear him it allows you to kind of drift away from the group to look at something else and still kind of hear what he's saying uh but we uh He's awesome. He was like, here's where you use the bathroom. Here's where the bathrooms are free because, you know, in Europe, that's not, it's not like they are here where you can just walk into, you know, McDonald's and use the restroom. You know, you have to have patrons only or, you know, pay toilets or things like that. So he would be like, okay, everybody use the restroom now. Or, you know, um, here's where I recommend you get this or recommend you go through that. Um, So he was, he was fantastic, literally fantastic. And like Emily said, the tour... You know, we talked about how much it cost us, but it was set up where we paid the, we prepaid the tour fee online, but admission to the various, our various stops was tabulated as we went and we paid at the end, you know, before we, uh, returned to the ship just so we, and just in the event if something was closed because sometimes the Vatican's closed, sometimes you can't go into Sistine Chapel, sometimes you can't go to the Coliseum. So they don't want to charge you ahead of time and have to worry about refunds. So that's something we had to take currency with us to pay and also to tip at the end, uh, everybody. So we got we started out in the uh, Vatican Museum, which more or less I call it the queue for the Sistine Chapel. Oh yeah. And I mean, if you if you're familiar with the way Flight of Passage worked and inevitably how uh, galaxy's edge is going to be at hollywood studios where the lines are just ridiculous five days before it even opens and it's already strung out to mco that's pretty much the line to get in the sistine chapel on this and luckily our guy or not our guide was uh like a an official vatican or a authorized vatican guide so more or less kind of like a, <laughs> if you think about the well the disney world vip tours that you can kind of book where they can kind of gets you ahead of, you know, some lines or know the inside secrets. Totally. Kind of uh, that's what he was able to do. In terms of the Vatican guy, he's able to kind of go through more or less like a fast pass line, for lack of better terminology, uh, into the museum. Uh, they have preferred act, you know, preferred times that they can go in as well. And there's some, there were some other line shortcuts within the museum progressing towards the Sistine Chapel that we're able to take to speed up our time going through. So, you know, that was an added benefit, you know, for us that we weren't waiting in the typical standby line that was all prearranged, you know, ahead of time with the tour group. 
Um, it's, I mean, everything in there was gorgeous, but like with all those people herd, being herded through is kind of how I can think of it. Totally. Her, herded through hallways where you see this gore, you know, this, these gorgeous works of art on the ceiling, the tapestries on the wall, you know, statues, all this stuff, but you can't really sit there and enjoy it or casually walk by, take it in or take it in in the grand scale of the space because it's wall, wall to, to wall, wall people. to wall moving, to wall people moving at a pace filling in all of the available space and if you were there on your own you could leisurely walk through there at your own pace but as a group you're still having to you know stay up so you can get through it and you know we had a day of stuff to do so you know you pick and choose but just the idea of it's busy so if you're if crowds are a thing keep this in mind you're gonna have to t- pack your patience for this little tour uh, and also, it would have been literally impossible to have a stroller. Impossible. Right. With all of the stairs and all of the the people. It was, and it wasn't it, handicapped. If you have a baby and you go, you need to put them in a carrier so that you're wearing them. Because it is, uh, <laughs> there's absolutely no way. Pack your patience and say goodbye to your personal space. We did. We were very good. Even yeah. Isabel was like just taken in stride because there's so much to look at. It's one of those things you're here and make the most of it. It's awesome, but knowing that you get... Yep. So Sistine Chapel is gorgeous. Yeah, it was amazing. And you're, it's silent in there. It's silent. No I photos. Mean, they don't allow photography anymore, even photography with no flash because they don't trust people to turn their flashes off, which is fine. But it's uh, one of those. You go by the postcard or just ride Spaceship Earth. You see uh, the ceiling? Uh, anyone gets that reference? Hmm. Awesome. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, so we got through. It was awesome. It was a, and kind of, it's, you just kind of exit and you're right there at, uh, once you get out of the Sistine Chapel, you're kind of right there, more or less at the entrance to St. Peter's Basilica, Basilica and yeah. St. Peter's Square. And Crazy our, awesome too. And again, our tour guide had, you know, our group able to go almost immediately. I mean, maybe had like five minutes. We had to wait for him to go up and, or, you know, make sure our group could come in. But we were able to go right into the Basilica. And this is where you have to have your shoulders covered. We were under the impression that your legs had to be covered too. Um, but people did have shorts on. Um, you, They absolutely would not let someone in with a tank top if they didn't have a scarf. And there are people yeah. selling scarves there. If you happen to forget yours, um, Isabel and I just didn't wear tank tops and shorts so we didn't have the problem but um they are absolutely checking to make sure your shoulders are covered so 100 percent. yeah i wore pants that day because that's what you know everything all the literature we read and the things we saw online but the only thing they really cared about were shoulders yep and i they probably would have you know short shorts kind of thing but you know you know golf attire there were gentlemen in golf attire, golf shorts, polo shirts, not a problem. I mean, the local folks did have pants on, like I took out of jeans. But I mean, they probably would have, you know, they probably prefer pants, but they were at least lenient when it came to shorts. Uh, Might have just gotten lucky that we didn't see anybody getting, but their primary focus was the covered shoulders. Yep. Uh, again, the Basilica was pretty sweet. That's Once again, great. it was tons of people, but you're able to kind of go around and see things in there. Uh, and then it was off to St. Peter's Square, which 
I don't know. Personally, it was a lot bigger than I thought it was. Or it's a lot bigger than what I had in mind, but I blame TV and movies for that. I, the funny thing for me was you're, you're going down the street and there's shops on both sides after you go get out of the church and the obelisk. And, and it's just, uh, I didn't expect the like, the rosaries, the, like, it, it's like the object, objectification of religion was kind of funny. Like, it's just shops. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, but, but there's a ton of street people selling stuff too. Right. So, the one thing that we did... Well, no, they had all those people selling selfie sticks. Oh, my God, the selfie sticks. Yes, so so true. And battery chargers. Battery chargers. Um, he did try to... Our tour guide wanted us to go into a cafeteria uh, to get food because there was... I mean, that... Outside, down outside of uh, St. Peter's Square. That was the place that you could get the most variety. And he was right. He was like, you can... Uh, oh, excuse me. The variety was there. Um... You know, you could get gelato, you could get alcoholic beverages if you wanted, you could get, however, it was packed. So a bunch of us from our tour group bailed. Um, and we just only had so much time to, ha- you know, lunch before we were meeting the van. But the other thing, and keep this in mind, there are a lot of places down there that are cash only, euros only. Um, and we didn't quite plan for that as well because... You know, it's not like that at all in Norway, Iceland. Everything's chip enabled. Everything is. And Naples, it was all, you know, just pay with your card. Everything. So So. we had to find a place that was. We actually had a hard time finding a place till we walked in because usually they have a sign on the door and a lot of them say cash only um, to a pizza place that um, I had. I went up and asked the girl, I said, do you you know, do you take Visa? Um, And she said yes. So we were super excited because we got, we we were going to try Roman pizza. Um, so Isabella and Scott were kind of salivating at the uh, at the idea of this pizza because it looked it was so different. It was like the thick, like Sicilian bready. How much pizza do you want? <laughs> yeah, just cut. Yeah, so it. they it's, just it's by weight. It's and a who slab of pizza, <laughs> and so Scott and Isabel had um, cheese, and I had some with like olives and peppers and stuff on it. But it's cool because um, it was by weight. And then as we as we're in line, you know, I'm like Isabel, do you want to grab a water? Um, we did bring our, our own stuff as well, but, uh, you know, our own, um, uh, you know, drink receptacle that we were carrying around. But Water bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was like one of our, yeah. They had bottles of wine. One in Rome. <laughs> a bottle of wine was a, a, a nice rosé, eight euros. <laughs> and they popped, they had a corkscrew <laughs> for it, like they do it for you. They put the cork back in. And give you two extremely classy plastic cups. So here, Scott, Isabel, and I. Actually, they gave us three, <laughs> because even That's though Isabel's eleven, it doesn't matter. So um, we sat and enjoyed our pizza and wine while looking at a church, which you know I thought was kind the of church in Rome. kind of funny. But it, but it, honestly, it was great because um, it was super super fast. Uh, compared to what the cafeteria was. So, and, you know, the cheapest wine in Europe is better than some of our expensive wine. So, we we didn't have a bad glass of wine, did we, Scott? Everything was delicious. I mean, that bottle of wine was eight euros. Right. So, we didn't have dessert because he was taking us to a family-owned gelato place along the way and kept telling us like he built this place up so we figured it had to be good or he's an excellent salesman and gets a cut 
at the end of the day. I don't know, Scott. That gelato was, was special. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not. So, um, anyways, we met him by. We, he told oh. us again where to go to the bathroom, which we did and washed our hands. Um, and he told us the drivers were going to meet us. Uh, yeah, that's the best part. We don't have to. We never had to backtrack with these drivers. They came to. They where came we to were. you. So, you know, where we started in the Vatican and progressed through, and essentially came out the other side. The vans were there to get us. Yeah, it was great. And. We were off on a tour of the fountains. Yeah, we did the fountains of four nations, and we went to the Pantheon, and right across from the Pantheon was the gelato place. Cremaria. And he said it's family-owned. It's made there. A lot of the gelato places um, have their stuff shipped in, uh, which is kind of funny. But, I mean, I'm not a gelato expert, but this was definitely some some special gelato. I, Isabel, what would you say? You are an ice cream gelato fan what did you think it was the best of the best yeah it was super good and when the tour guide says get double cream you get double cream it's unlike any whipped cream you've ever had well they fill the cone with it yeah it's (laughs) yeah they fill the they fill the waffle cone with it and then they put the gelato in and then they put some more on it it's fantastic it was great it was it was fantastic uh and then at that point uh, so we walked around to a bunch of places then um we went to the Trevi Fountain, which is where you throw the coin in, and um, you know it's the wish, the wishing well luck kind of thing. Um, I, w- you know, uh, talking about crime, um, in Rick Steves' book mentions pickpockets in Naples. Um, Isabel actually noticed that there was somebody following her and I um, around the Trevi Fountain. So um, just be on your game. I there were a lot of people there, so there were a lot of people. I wore the the, uh, which you're not supposed to do because, you know, they know you're a tourist, but I wore the DCL backpack that comes on the ship, um, the triangle bag, just because it was one less thing to pack. Um, but there was really nothing in it. You know, it was just like water and... You're a mark. But Isabel was like, yeah, there, were, there was somebody following you around. So, um, you know, that, that was very cool. We did that. Then we got back with our drivers and went to the Coliseum. Um, we walked the exterior. Yeah, because this is where he kind of like broke the news to everybody that, you know, we, we technically have time to go into the Coliseum. Yeah. However, with the concert being set up, they could, the concert promoters or, you know, the people running it could say, hey, we need to clear everybody out, do like a sound check. And, you know, once you're in, you're not going to get a refund. And the line was insane. And the line was insane. And he's like, you know, and or in the best interest of getting everybody back to the ship on time, uh, not wasting your money in case we do get kicked out. I mean, he left it up to the group to make the decision. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have taken... And honestly, I, I didn't really feel cheated because no. you also have to think at this point, you've had a super long day. Mm-hmm. And to the line there was, you know, it was... L- and you could see the, all the DCL tour folks with their stickers and signs there too, but... It would have been nice to go in, but see, you can see in during the little openings. You're like, oh, there's we a walked lot around the entire. After going through the Vatican, I'm like, I don't need to be herded around again for another hour. And yeah, just being there was seeing the Colosseum with my own eyes was, you know, I wasn't let down that we didn't get to go in. I, I actually was not either. Um, Isabel was looking forward to it because again, it's the, you know, the hit Roman she Empire. Re- Exactly, um, but we 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 weren't upset that we couldn't go in, and uh, yeah, it was okay. So we we were done um, after that, 
and we took the 90 minute ride back to the ship um, and it was time to um, clean up for dinner because it was warm <laughs> over there so we were sweating and it was sunny and, and it was hot um, and we had the um, the world of flavor menu um, which was delightful we thought we were going to go see Solo but we just decided to play Thuggo um, in the uh, Snuggly Duckling takeover in O'Gills and it was time to we had to go to bed again because you're just exhausted um, and the next day was Livorno so yet another port day with four days down I think this is a great time to take a break and we will return next week with the second half of our seven night Mediterranean cruise trip report podcast thanks for listening have a question comment rumor or just want to say hi call 321-765-3252 to leave a voicemail and we just might include it in a future episode. You can reach us via the comments section on the website, email at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, Twitter at the DCL blog, and Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Cruise Line blog. 